one pulls up like we do. No one does us like we do. Always go hard with this crew. Welcome to the show, let's make moves. Nothing's gonna stop us, it's not to give up. Turn the whole room up, it's never enough. Let's go. It's go time! The SENSA Breakfast Podcast with Mark Finkley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! Podcasters, welcome to another edition of SENSA Summer Breakfast. Jared Walsh, Bryce Gibbs. We did so well today. We were so organized. We didn't mention on the air once, but it is time to mention it now that Jace was late this morning. He was a little bit <laughs> late this morning, which, uh, I mean, we've all been there. Yes. We've all been there. And we spoke it, about radio dreams the day before, and though. It's one of the most horrible feelings you can go through, but yeah. uh, that's okay. We, uh, no judgment here. No, we got through. We didn't know how to turn the lights on. So um, where we are on King William, Jace has walked in and we're sitting in the dark. So for all he knows, we, like we could have just been sitting here in our pajamas and freaking out. But we managed to get a show on the year and we did well today. We spoke to Mitch Hinge from the Adelaide Crows, who the uh, preseason matches have been announced and they're playing six weird quarters or sixth of whatever it is um, against a, a team in Western Australia. I think um, they're playing Frio and Port Adelaide are playing West Coast or vice versa. I find it really hard to keep up with. But he spoke really well and he's looking forward to a big season. Yeah, certainly he did speak well. And uh, I think he's in for a big year, Mitch Hinge. We, we asked him... Uh, how the squad's going, obviously, and and, and where his best position is, because he's a bit of a swing man, a bit of a utility, can play multiple roles, and where where he wants to play and where he thinks he can have the most impact on this uh, Adelaide Crows side this year. Matt Dolding from the Sandfall, uh, they are in for another big season too, a non-COVID-affected year. They've got um, some really big matchups coming, including um, a lot of games on uh, the Easter weekend, Anzac Day, and some matches in regional South Australia as well, honouring the, uh, the late uh, Neil Curley and Russell Ebert, which will be brilliant. And then we spoke everything Adelaide Giants because we want them to win the championship. Todd Van Steetzel. We did, and uh, it's an unusual schedule that they have to deal with this week. And, and Todd filled us in on all that information, and and uh, the highest team gets to choose where they play first. So it was a, an interesting chat. Uh, before we go, how do we get involved with FebFast? Because you dropped that at the end of the show. So you're doing that alongside your fellow South Adelaide teammates, and you're going up against the Bay. So FebFast, you get to remove a vice for a month, whatever it is, and you're doing booze, which is great. Good on you. I think that's going to be awesome. So how do we get involved and support that? Absolutely. A bit of a detox. Challenge yourself to give up a vice, as Jared just said. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be sugar. It could be social media. It could be uh, a, a lot of different things, whatever you choose. And uh, all funds will all funds raised are going to the Sammy D Foundation for uh, for underprivileged kids. So just head over to febfast.com.au, sign up, and you can search to join a team. And you can actually join uh, the the South Adelaide Football Club team or, or the Glenelg side. And uh, we're using this as a bit of a challenge, an early pre-season challenge against each other uh, to see who can raise the most funds for the foundation. So it should be good fun, but at the same time, uh, putting a, a vice 
uh, of yours aside and seeing if you can stick to it. Fantastic. Get involved with the show. We are back tomorrow morning. Um, there are plenty of ways you can get involved. Download the app. We'd love to hear your voices on the show and read your text messages too. Until then, here's the pod. TNSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Can you believe it? We have arrived at the 1st of February 2023. Good morning to you. We are here live and uh, it's great to be with you on this beautiful Wednesday morning um, in SENSA Studio Lumo, SA 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA, Bryce Gibbs. Good morning. The morning. lights are off because we don't know how to turn them on. It's all happening here this morning. <laughs> good morning, Walshy. And you're spot on. February already. Like, what the? Where's that time gone? It's a short month. It's um, it's my birthday month as well. Oh, so if no. you wanted to start thinking about gifts, you can send them into the station here or you can um, you can hand deliver them at, at 8.30 um, this morning if you want. It's not my birthday today. I'll, I'll let you know when it is, though. But you, are you one of those? Are you... A birthday week type operator? No, you, no. Or are you just you happy just to celebrate the one day? Because I know my wife mm. needs a birthday month, birthday week, like it's a full on festival. No, I can't do that. But what I will do is I won't tell anyone until the end of the day, and then I'll post <laughs> something on social media saying thanks for the birthday, love. <laughs> and anyone who didn't say happy birthday, you're blacklisted and no longer a friend of mine. I actually last year I did the same thing, but yep. didn't tell anyone even. At the end of the day, okay. just to see how many would actually remember. And I got to the next day and then started telling people, oh, it was actually my birthday yesterday. Yeah. The, the look on people's face, especially through the office. Yeah. Like, they feel bad, but I think, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I'm a, I'm a lot older than you. So I, I'm now, I'm getting to the age where um, a birthday is a reminder that I'm getting older, but also it just comes and goes. It just, yeah. it just is so fast. Like if you think about it, Christmas has gone you know, six weeks ago. So here we are. Like, it's ridiculous. So um, as long as I still get good presents from the family, they'll be really happy with yeah. that. Um, What's on that? You got a short list or just you're you, more of a surprise man? I, I feel, and I, I want you to go with me on this because I think you're going to agree. When you are younger in your teenage years, um, for birthdays and Christmas, the worst present you can get is socks and jocks. But now I'm in my late 30s. The best present you can get as an adult is socks and jocks. Yes. I don't buy jocks throughout the year because I know <laughs> mum's getting them for me at Christmas. So yeah. why don't I just wait for them? And I know I'm getting Lynx Africa. So I've just got to wait for that just too. In the rotation, the Lynx Africa. Isn't yes. It? Still, yeah, it's still a winner. What did you get up to yesterday? Did you have a good day? It was weird weather. It was quite hot when the sun was out. I know I've, I've spoken about this yesterday, but um, 22 today, 21 tomorrow, and we're getting down to... 19 on Friday, um, so it's quite a cool end to summer. I feel the weather is just irrelevant these days. You just can't... Oh, I won't it. mention it you, again, well, sorry. Well, I mean, and irrelevance maybe not the right word, <laughs> but it's too unpredictable. Like yes. Yeah. We'll probably get hailstorms in the next couple of weeks, yep. and then come March, it'll be... 40 degrees again. Yeah, the, the inconsistency uh, is It's very frustrating as we get prepped for the show, prepped to the athlete's choice of performance hydration drinks. Uh, well, we'd love to speak to you today uh, about sports memorabilia. So we, I mentioned yesterday that I'm, I'm moving house at the moment and going through uh, a lot of the, the old things that I'm finding in um, an attic that we had where we basically put all of our stuff that wasn't up in the house. So you know that I'm obsessed with sports jerseys. And I get a, like a, a limited amount that I can put in the house. The rest are hiding in the attic. Give us a rough 
Do you know exactly how many you've got? Because I know you've got a lot. Yeah. So uh, basketball jerseys, I'd have over 100. Easy. Um, signed memorabilia. I've got some really good signed memorabilia, which for me, um, it's, I'm a really deep thinker with this kind of stuff. So it reminds me of the moment where something got signed or the person who gave it to me. So I'd have probably 10, 15 really, really good bits of signed memorabilia, which I want to put in uh, my house and display. It's very challenging when you're married to an interior designer who um, is like, hey, I spent $500 on um, some sticks today. And I said, what does that even mean? So that's my biggest challenge. But I love sports memorabilia because... um, and you, you won't understand this because you you are an elite athlete. You've played sport at the highest level. I never have and never will. Like I'm, I play masters hockey. I play over thirty fives hockey, mate. So that's that's my biggest sporting achievement. But because I work in sport, um, the memorabilia and um, the the apparel that the players wear that that's my connection to it. And I and I love that. So something like for you when you were playing, you take off your Guernsey at the end of the year if with with Carlton or the Crows, even with South, and you you might give it to the the steward or stewardess who go wash it. I think that there is just an, an incredible bit of merchandise that was just your day-to-day. So, And I'm sure when you look back on your career and you're reflecting, you go, wow, it's actually pretty special. We've spoken about player-issued things. It's, it's actually really special to some people. Yeah, I'd certainly agree with you. And you only realise it now. That, well, I only realise it now that I'm retired and yeah. I've been out of, this, out of the system for a few years. And I still have people randomly come up or hit me up on social media and say, oh, now that they're older as well, like yeah. they were kids when, say, I gave them a, my match-worn footy boots for that day. Yeah. Um, and then they send a picture through, say, oh, I've still got your boots that you signed when I was hanging over the fence. Yeah. Like, especially interstate games. I'd make more of an effort in interstate games Yeah. Uh, to do those sort of things. Um, and, yeah, people still appreciate it and still have it and still display it in their house, which seems a, a little bit weird. They love it. And, and this is what, the, like, this is what uh, American sport does really well. And it's it's certainly a financial thing. An Australian sport kind of struggles with, because if you look at, say, the NBA, um, there, are, there are players that will take off their jersey and throw it into the crowd at the end of every match. Um, the Socceroos, for example, will get, I think, four playing shirts per game if they want to change at half time and then they get one to give away to their family if they want. So at the World Cup, they all walked out and handed it to their family or the fans. Um, some of the, the leagues that aren't as financially strong, so if you look at an A-league club, they're not encouraged to hand out their shirts at the end of the match because it costs the club money. So um, that the player could buy it if they want, but it actually becomes a financial transaction as opposed to I'm making $50 million a year. Who cares about my $100 jersey? Oh, and, de- and depends on who the property steward is too because yes, some of yeah. them are tight as anything. Yep. And trying to get a pair of socks out of out of some of them, yep. they're, they're dead set hoarders. <laughs> and, then, and then you go and change sponsor after a year or two and obviously all the all the um, training gear and yeah. uh, match day stuff it all changes. Yeah. Can't use it anymore. You've, there's boxes and boxes still left in the in the property steward's room. You go, why couldn't I get a pair of a singlet, extra singlet to give to my nephew or yep. extra pair of shorts to give to me uh, me sponsor or whatever it was. So I agree. It d- depends who you get uh, in, in that in that sense. Well, send a couple of texts through if you want. 0427-154-166. The best bit of sporting memorabilia that you have. I'll, I'll give you 
my top three, okay? So I sent a photo uh, to uh, yourself and to Jace yesterday, and we'll put this on um, our Twitter. So um, one of my prized possessions is a signed LeBron James jersey. I love that. Um, I've been lucky enough to meet LeBron James, and that's the... Uh, for me, uh, he's my my favourite athlete of all time. So to have that um, is really special. I've also I've also got a signed Kobe Bryant jersey, which was a gift to me, but it was gifted to me two weeks before he passed away. Now it's the third anniversary a few days ago of his uh, sad passing, and I feel with um, with Kobe Bryant and LeBron James, it's kind of like a good versus evil. You either love LeBron or you love Kobe. You can't like both of them. So I kind of like that I've got that contrast. Um, But the most special bit of sports memorabilia that I have, when I was a kid, my my family... uh, got to know really well because my dad worked with him, were EJ Witten, Ted Witten. So my first pair of sports shoes was given to me by Ted Witten, and I've still got them. Wow. So uh, at my house, they're in a box at the moment, so I'll, as soon as I open this box, I can take a photo and again put it on out on SENSA um, social media. I still have those shoes. So as a kid, I've got a pair of Adidas shoes given to me by Ted Winton. And the impact that he had on Australian rules football, which is a massive love of mine, is is huge. So they're kind of my top three. I've also got every bit of um, memorabilia or every bit of clothing that I've worn for every sports team I've worked for. I haven't thrown any of it out. I've got boxes full of it. Wow. <laughs> so, you, you could literally start a sweatshop, I, I reckon, at it. <laughs> Out of your out of your house. I know. What about you? Talk through some of your sporting uh, memorabilia. Yeah, I've got some some special ones. Uh, more so soccer. Yes. So soccer, football. Um, just through my time travelling. Um, probably my, my top couple uh, that I've got. I've got... I was lucky enough to meet Cristiano Ronaldo when they came wow. to Melbourne for part of their pre-season um, yes. competition. So this is Real Madrid? Real Madrid yep, okay. uh, time when he played for them um, through Adidas, who, yes. who sponsored Real Madrid, who was a, a personal sponsor of mine over the years. Uh, they played the victory yep. and at the MCG. At the MCG yep. uh, and it might have been Crystal Palace or yep. some, other, some other team. So um, met him and, and got a, a Real Madrid uh, jersey signed by him, which was pretty cool. Had a photo wow. of him. So, did he have any token photos holding a Sharon? Uh, no, he didn't. Okay, he didn't. But I tried to have a conversation <laughs> with him, and and as a lot of them do, they pretend they don't know English yes. to try and like push off, mate. And I can't be bothered talking here. So yeah. he gave me a couple of minutes, but. I was trying to get sentences out. He just kept saying, oh, I don't speak English. I was like, you, you do speak English and you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So that was quite funny. Um, and I'm a, I'm a huge Liverpool supporter. So uh, one of my prized uh, memorabilia is uh, Stephen Gerrard uh, signed jersey. Um, big Stevie G fan growing up. Uh, and the other one that I received, uh, which was... Uh, prior to them winning the Champions League only a, a couple of years ago was a, a team-signed 1995 Champions League uh, wow. jersey, Liverpool jersey. So uh, that was uh, that was a, a special one as well. 
You know, I met Stephen Gerrard last year when he was coaching Aston Villa. Yes, yeah, it's, I reckon I saw that. Unreal. Uh, when they were in town. And I, I, that's probably not as exciting for you because he was wearing an Aston Villa shirt and not a Liverpool <laughs> yeah. shirt. But it was the nicest guy in the world. Like, he literally came up to me because I was wearing an Aston Villa shirt and he said, just wanted to say thanks for supporting us today. And I don't. I'm like, yeah, no worries, Stevie G. And he said, oh, would you like a photo? Yes, I would. And that's it. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. Um, and, there's, and there's probably one other one, a bit similar to your, your Ted Witten uh, one as well. I, as a young kid, um, I was lucky enough to meet Kevin Sheedy. Yes. I uh, didn't really know the significance of what Kevin was doing, obviously, as a, as a coach and, and what he'd done in the AFL at that time. Mm. But um, I remember he signed a, a football to me and it was the message that he wrote on it that I still remember to this day and, and something that I've used in my career to date. Uh, and it said to Bryce, um, always remember where the football is and where you are. Best wishes, Kevin Sheedy. Wow. So that little message that he wrote always stuck with me. Yeah. So uh, even today, running around on the wing down at Norlunga Downs, always remember where the footy is, where you are, and what decisions are you making in between that to uh, I love that. to continue going forward. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that was another little special one as well. Thank you for sharing that. We'd love to hear yours. 0427 154 166. That's the text line. Uh, if you are listening via the app, you can uh, give us a call via the app as well and also ten, uh, send us a text. That was all thanks to Prepped. We are getting prepped for a big show today, a delicious fruit-based smoothie, clinically proven to boost hydration and reduce fatigue. A lot of big names on the show today as well. We'll uh, let you know who we're going to speak to and hopefully speak to you as well next. Going for around 21 degrees today on SENSA. Good morning. Your local tyre power. Save on selected Falcon passenger tyres by three, get one free at tyre power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 20 minutes past six on this Wednesday morning. Uh, plenty of big names coming up on the show today as well. And, uh, Gibbsy, I know you'll be looking forward to uh, hearing about what's going on in the Sandford. We are going to speak to the GM of footy, Matt Doldig, at a quarter to eight because uh, everything that he has to say is going to affect you and what happens with the Panthers this year. Yes, I've got a couple of questions for Matt Doldig. A lot of Sunday games for the Panthers in the first half of the season. Oh, it could be very controversial. Uh, we also right. head to the Adelaide Giants who are vying for a championship and from the Adelaide Crows. Mitch Hinge is going to join us at 7.15 this morning. Um, if you want to get involved in the show, one 736 736 as we get into the wire... Entertainment Tonight music. Uh, Bryce, are you still up to date with Entertainment Tonight yet, or you haven't done any research on that show? Nah, still yet to uh, follow that one up. That's why I've got Jace in here. Producer Jace, good morning, mate. How are you going? What did you get up to last night? Uh, G'day, boys. Yeah, no, I had a pretty quiet evening. Um, I did take in um, uh, the last episode of The Test. Oh, the second, the yes. second series, and I've I've heard mixed reviews on that. Some of them were saying that the first series was really good, the second one shorter, not as juicy. What's your take? Uh, I would I would say uh, that's about right. But I'll tell you what, the stuff with Justin Langer, they didn't gloss over it. Um, yeah, that was interesting. That okay. was an interesting uh, watch. But that was in the first part of the series. Um, 
The second part, it's sort of, yeah, I, I didn't think much of the the last episode. There wasn't really much juicy stuff in it. Um, heading off to Sri Lanka. And the only uh, interesting thing I, I saw was Travis Head throwing his bat across the change room. Now, we haven't seen anything like that before from T Head. Mm. He was a bit upset uh, about his form in Sri Lanka. So let's hope he can turn it around in India. Yes, and speaking of which, we've got the exclusive rights to uh, bring you the India series as well here on SEN, which is going to be fantastic. So you don't need to change your radio dial or listen to anyone else because we're going to be covering it for you. And on social media today, we've got some cricket-related stuff with a poll and some footy-related stuff as well. That's right. So if we go to the Twitter polls today, and I'm a bit tardy, I'll get those up in uh, 2.3 minutes once I get off here from you guys. I'll go out there and stick these up on Twitter. Um, we've got two polls today. I want to know about the AFL Reserves competition. Is it time that we had one? Because mm-hmm. uh, we've got Matt Dolding on today from the Sandful, obviously. As you boys already know, the, the Sandful draw is out and uh, Bryce will be very interested to ask Matt a few questions about that from a Panthers point of view. And as a Panthers supporter, I'll be interested to hear what he has to say about that. But I didn't realise this was the South Adelaide support crew in this room. Absolutely. Really? Well, okay. we, we, I assumed you were a Panther supporter. That's Absolutely the not. Gig here. No, no, I'm just, I love all Sandful clubs. Okay. Well, that, that, that's, that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's obviously a passionate debate in the Sandful. Gibbsy, you would have heard it all over uh, the place. Um, no AFL in the SANFL. Is mm. it time that the Crows and Port Adelaide joined the AFL reserves? Basically, every other club other than Port Adelaide, the Crows, West Coast and Fremantle are already playing in that, uh, what used to be the VFL. Yep. Um, so is it time that the AFL put its hand in its pocket and forked out? Um, or do you think Port Adelaide and the Crows bring something to the table at the SNFL? What do you reckon, Bryce? You get to play against them. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating debate, really. And, and it, I mean, it depends what hat you've got on. I mean, at, in clubland, I dare say they'd love to have a, a, a second competition because they can keep everything, obviously, mm. aligned. Um, but from a Sandful point of view, I, I mean, the Sandful would survive no worries without the Crows or Port, but they do provide financial support by having a licence in the Sandful yeah. as well. So it's a very give or take. Mm. Um, I, I do enjoy having the Crows and Port in the competition, especially um, for some of the young guys coming through they get to um, test their skills against hardened AFL players and see where the level's at and gives them motivation to continue building their game. And uh, certainly it has its challenges with with working full-time in the Sandford and then going out and playing it. It's become a very, very semi-professional competition. The... the um, the schedule and the and the programs put in place by Sandful clubs these days are, are not too far away from from AFL standard to to be quite fair. So uh, there's it is certainly a, a good debate. Um, I'd be more worried about yeah what the what the what happens to the VFL and what that looks like because does that just become the new VFL which would be a, a an AFL reserves competition like there wouldn't be enough VFL teams. To yep. stand like and enough teams that are standalone teams to have a competition, like it'd be pretty sad to see a competition like that just just disappear. There's a lot of dots that need to be joined to work that one out, but uh, it's an interesting debate, and it's like a Pandora's box. So give us your thoughts on that on Twitter. Send us a text, uh, call in if you've got an opinion on it. Give us a ring. We'd I'll, love to. I'm sure you'll take the call. 
I've got some observations as well about the Sandful finals last year. I'll let you know after the news because it was really interesting to see how Adelaide approached it. So um, I'll, I'll fill you on on that. Very quickly, the other poll you're putting up as well is in relation to the test. It is. Uh, so we're playing uh, from February 9 in Nagpur, Australia versus India. First test. Cameron Green won't be a fit to bowl in that test, but he is eligible to be picked. And it looks as though the uh, the Aussie coach, Andrew McDonald, might want him at number six just for his batting. My question to the listeners today is who should bat at number six in that first test, given that Mitchell Stark is already out mm. and won't be playing? So uh, we've got a couple of options there for you. Is it Cameron Green? Um, is it Alex Carey moving up and play another bowler? Uh, that's an option as well. Is it my, uh, Matt Renshaw? It should be at number six, or is it someone else? So uh, let us know your thoughts on Twitter. Send us a text. Give us a call. We'd love to, t- we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thank you to the South Adelaide Panthers cheer squad uh, here in uh, the SENSA studios. Thoughts, Bryce, you were there at the Nucky Cup last year. Were your thoughts on the night and the host? Uh, the, the host was, uh, he's got a bit of work to do, but Great. that's okay. Um, Fantastic. Thank you so much. No, no, you did a fantastic job, Jared. We are <laughs> Thanks to Ty of our big holiday sale. Now on, uh, we'd love to have a chat to you this morning as well. Uh, and of course, those big name guests coming up very shortly. Got a sports update soon too. Tyre Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 28 minutes to 7 on this Wednesday morning. We are live in SENSA Studio Lumo SA, 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Heading to Westlakes, not too far away to speak with Mitch Hinge. We've got Matt Dolding from the Sandfall too, and we'd love to have a chat to you. Make sure you get involved and give us a call, one 736 736 if you are listening on the app. It's very easy to get in touch with the show. We wanted to know your best bit of sporting merchandise. We'll have a chat to you next. Tire power. Winning deals always. MG, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. And good morning to you. 24 minutes to 7, 22 degrees today. It's winter in the middle of summer in Adelaide. Bryce Gibbs, big start to the show already. Uh, We are on social media with a, a couple of Twitter polls today, including one asking the question about your support of an AFL Reserves competition, how it would affect and impact South Australia. We've had a text about that already. We certainly have Jason from Maroolambark uh, says Adelaide and Port Adelaide need to be in an AFL reserves competition. Before we get into a sports update, um, thanks to Prepped, I wanted to give you some observations of the Sandful last year. So I, I have an involvement with the Sandful, especially around finals time, which I love. It's, it's my favourite time of the year, Sandful finals. Um, I feel like um, it's the most pure form of football here in South Australia and to see people gather together. It's it's amazing. Um, and last year, seeing Adelaide perform in the final series, one of the questions that I asked Kieran Strawn at the McGarry was, in, I meant it from like a real genuine place, do you guys want to win this? Because it's a really interesting time of the year where at that point, some of the players had already been um, in conversations at, at Adelaide, whether they were going to be delisted or not. Some of the players had question marks over them. Some of the players were even in the conversations of being up for trade, like Billy Frampton, he was playing for Adelaide at the time. So whether they were 
focusing on the back end of their season while the AFL squad had finished was a really um, interesting observation. It's the same happened with Port Adelaide too, what their approach was. And it was really pleasing to see through Mickey Godden um, the approach that Adelaide had. They wanted to win the Sandville Premiership because the majority of those players had played together all season. I think the difference compared to a few seasons ago when uh, Port Adelaide played in that grand final, there were a lot of players who just qualified to make finals then and they were playing in a grand final where I don't think... Um, and it's an assumption, but I don't think it meant as much to them as playing for the power at the time. So the approach is it, certainly different. You've, you've lived that experience. What's it like? Yeah, it, it's a tough one. And you're spot on when you talk about where guys are at in their careers and potentially are they getting traded? Are they potentially getting delisted? Are they? Some of them are still hoping to play well to save mm. their career. Uh, and... I suppose there's probably a little bit more motivation, as you said, from the guys that have been there majority of the year and have gone through it for for most of the games. And, and the guys that just qualified, is their heart really in it to come back and, and dig in? I mean, you'd like to think so, but at the same time, you think of an AFL list, there's 45 players. Half of them have gone on holidays if they haven't made the finals already. So yeah. they're seeing their mates on the beers and having a good time. Some don't even hang around to watch this if the Sanford side's still playing. They just go off on holidays or go back to interstate to see their families mm. where they're from. So you've got a, a case where you've got still 20, 20-odd guys still training a couple of times a week, playing on the weekend for a – if you go all the way through, it's another month on top of your, on top of your holidays essentially because um, – the club shut down because of the AFL guys have uh, all finished up and, and are done for, the, done for the year. Is there a mentality where, um, without sounding disrespectful, like some players might just couldn't be bothered? Like at the end, if, you're, if your focus is to play AFL and then, yes, you have qualified to play in the Sandful, um, which, of course, you want to do what, the right thing for your club, but you need to have that balance of, yeah, I do, but I also can't be bothered. The hardest job, I reckon, for Mick Godden if we're talking about last year's situation, would have been to keep the group motivated at Hungary to finish off the year strong. Mm. I, I don't have any doubt about that. Yeah, fascinating. Thank you for that insight. Uh, we are here thanks to Tire Power Selected Kumo Tires at 25% off. Let's get into a bit of a sports update, Gibbsy. So I'm just going to touch on some BBL news, and we've spoken about this at length with... Your stars of your team coming and going. We, we've spoken about uh, Chris Lynn, um, Rashid Khan, these guys that come in for a while, they leave. We spoke about our, our test guys, Alex Carey, uh, Travis Head, come in at uh, the back end of the year. But uh, the Brisbane Heat are, are facing a, an even tougher um, situation with, with, their, with, our, with their test stars in uh, Usman Khawaja, Marcus Labergeen, uh, Renshaw, uh, Mitch Swepson, who you know, have come in and made a immediate impact and help them get to the finals. And now they're taking off to India. Yep. Don't get me wrong. This is a <laughs> extremely hard um, hole to fill. Uh, Brisbane will, will certainly back the players that come in and get the opportunity to continue going on in, in this, in this competition. But, uh, they're facing a pretty tough challenge to replace these guys. Well, they're taking on the Sydney Sixers who lose the best player that they've had in, <laughs> yeah. who's had the most impact in three games. And that's, Steve Smith too. So uh, once again, now now the BBL finals have become the kind of glorified domestic competition, which um, 
I think a lot of those a lot of those teams we, we spoke yesterday to Matt Short about the success of the Perth Scorchers. They've had consistency for so long. I think the only player that they would lose Perth Scorchers is Ashton Agar. I mean, Josh Inglis has been a fantastic one-day player as well. He's there. So um, th- these teams that have the consistency um, are the ones that end up winning. Who knows? Anything can happen in the BBL. So Brisbane might up, end up winning. I mean, the Strikers, remember, bowled out a team for about 14 or 15 earlier this season <laughs> yeah. and we didn't make finals. Things so. can certainly change in that yes. format, 100%. Uh, just some NBA news now. Uh, with an underman Brooklyn Nets needed someone to stand up against the LA Lakers yesterday. And who better to do it than our man, Paddy Mills? He went off for 21 points, 7 of 12 shooting with four triples from the field in 26 minutes to help the Nets get past the Lakers with a comfortable win. Understanding that it's, it's next man up mentality. Um, and you got to do whatever it takes to be able to get a win. And I think that's what everyone done tonight. And you said next man up mentality. This bench, 66 points. What was the key and how did you guys find that energy and give, that, give this team the boost that was needed? Yeah, it's uh, probably easier to say, but it's um, it's just being mentally ready, understanding the game plan, going out there, executing and, and playing hard. And I think those two combo of things, being able to play hard and execute um, what's being asked of us is really important, uh, especially for the guys coming off the bench. Got some fun facts for you about um, the NBA because, you know, I'm obsessed with it. Um, it's almost every day. If, if For those of you who have had a look at the cameras inside the uh, SENSA studios here, um, it is powered by Luma Energy SA. Every day is a different NBA T-shirt for me or hat. Um, so two things. Paddy Mills is in the conversations to be traded because Brooklyn needs to start making moves now as we head into All-Star Weekend. So there's a chance he could be traded. Um Interestingly enough, yesterday when Brooklyn faced the LA Lakers, um, they they both hold the best players in the NBA. So you'd say Kevin Durant from Book, uh, Brooklyn and then LeBron from the Lakers. Kevin Durant and LeBron James, arguably the two best players in the world, have not played against one another since 2018. Isn't that unbelievable? That's an amazing, amazing stat, isn't it? Yeah. Two of the best players in the world. Uh, and have been for a very long time. They uh, they just haven't crossed paths for for too long. They're either being rested or injury. The the player resting is another conversation that the NBA needs to have, especially people who have saved up to buy tickets to see their favourite players playing, and they're just being managed. Um, I thought that was incredible. I wonder when they will face off again, and it might be in an All Star match, but in an NBA game since 2018, and they would. The, the teams would face each other at least three times a year. So yeah. it's, it's crazy. It certainly is. Uh, we're gonna... I thought you'd give more love to that stat, by the way. I was I really built that up. So I'll give myself a ding. So thank you. <laughs> this is my sports update. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Souter will become the latest Australian to join the Premier League after signing a deal reportedly worth $26 million with Leicester City. The Foxes have been consistent, uh, consistently linked with the Socceroos uh, defender throughout the window and have stepped up their interest with boss Brandon Rogers look to continue strengthening the squad. Uh, this is this is great because this is off the back of Harry Suter having a, a very, very good World Cup campaign for our Socceroos and it's great to see another Australian back in the Premier League. Yeah, and it was only a matter of time watching yep. him play at the World Cup. He was just adding dollar signs. The game-saving tackle against Tunisia, he was 
He was incredible, arguably our best player um, in the FIFA World Cup. And he's now going to be managed by a former Liverpool manager as well, which, which would make you very excited. Yes, absolutely. He was uh, an absolute rock in defence for us. Yeah. And saved us on multiple occasions. Yep. Thank, uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, we would love to know uh, your best sporting memorabilia this morning on the text line 0427-154-166. Not too far away, we are going to speak to Mitch Hinge from the Adelaide Crows if this is the first time you've tuned in this morning. Matt Doldig, uh, the Sandful GM of footy, will join us after seven. And we are going to head to the Adelaide Giants to have a conversation with one of their best players as well. This show is all about you. So give us a buzz, send us a text, and we'll Chat to you next on SENSA Breakfast. Tyre Power, best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Eight minutes to seven on this Wednesday morning. 22 degrees today. Beautiful midweek. First of Feb. Bryce Gibbs is here. Been a big show already, mate, but something we introduced yesterday with, uh, look, it's in the conversation of one of the best intros in radio history. Here it is. You talk too much. You talk too much. I can't believe the things that you say. This is called Talking Heads, where we play uh, a bit of stuff which was uh, discussed yesterday. And uh, look, I'm not hard hitting. I like to get your feedback on some of the things which have been discussed, Bryce. So let's get into Talking Heads. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to play the, the first uh, bit of audio. I, I will play the first bit of audio as we are getting ready for the Super Bowl. Here's Aaron Sipos on SEN yesterday. Yeah, look, I'm actually uh, I'm actually feeling pretty good. Um, I uh, I could have actually played on the weekend, just gone, um, but uh, look, just. Uh, just a matter of kind of, you know, uh, roster movements and things like that, which makes it um, a little bit interesting to kind of get it back out there. But, um, look, I'm, I'm ready to go, and uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully being out there in, in two weeks' time. Okay, so I'm back. Here we go. Okay, uh, so-, so that's Aaron Sipos, right, who uh, is a former AFL player. He was uh, playing at St Kilda. Can you please uh, cliché that for me absolutely break down everything that he said then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one week at a time etc cetera, etc cetera. so that as jared said that's aaron sipos from the philadelphia eagles on sen brecky regarding an ankle injury and his chances of playing in the super bowl so he is a a punter and obviously dealing with a little bit of an injury but i mean i don't know the ins and outs of nfl and he said uh, you know roster movements and, and whatever else. But you would think in the, at the pointy end of the season, you want your best players playing. Yes. And in his case, punting. Um, they get a, a week off next week with the with the Pro Bowl. So two weeks to recover. We saw Mahomes from uh, the Chiefs but basically – wandering around on a, on one leg, albeit he's a, he's a quarterback, com- completely different, a little bit more important than uh, than your punter. But um, should you be worried if you're Aaron Sipos, not uh, getting much of a go in in that conference final with him quoting saying that he could have played? Yeah, I think so. And it, this is uh, one of those injuries if it's it, – it, everything by all the reports is suggesting with, a, with an ankle, you're not going to take – injured players in 
to a Super Bowl where it's such a big game as well. So he's going to be doing everything that he can and speak as positively as he can, as you heard yesterday um, on SEN uh, to play. And he, he said, I was obviously not fortunate enough to be part of an AFL grand final day. I know this is going to be a huge occasion. If he does play, he's going to take to the field with the other Australian with a, an NRL connection uh, with Jordan Malata, who signed with the Eagles in 2018. So that's a nice story in itself. So we kind of went, we want Aaron Sipos to play. Oh, 100% we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's very much a watch this space. Um, NFL fans, what do you think? You can always send us a text and let us know what you think. 0427-154-166 on the run home yesterday. Um, Andy Ma had a really good conversation with Dr. Ryder Leestad regarding the chances of the government stepping in regarding sports concussion. Uh, have a listen to this. Is it possible that there may be some sort of government intervention that, that takes the regulation out of the, the individual sporting body's hands? I think that's one of the possibilities that the Senate inquiry will have to consider. Um, like you said, there is a huge variation in concussion policies and protocols uh, across the sector. Uh, despite international consensus statements on the topic and uh, perhaps one solution, uh, it's not the only solution, but one possible solution is is for the government to take a more active governance role in this space. We've heard a lot about concussion, especially here in South Australia, um, more so with the Crows over the past couple of seasons. What's your take on what you heard just then? Yeah, it's it's certainly very uh, a very delicate issue, isn't it? And, I mean, he, he's come out and said... That, they they will consider it, so there's no there's they're not going to just come in and, and take over just yet. But I mean, I, I want to give a bit of a shout out to to the club medical staff, the doctors, the physios, the, the trainers who who are in and around the club every day and are you know qualified to handle concussion and, and situations like this. So I mean, you, I certainly have faith in in what clubs are doing at the moment to, to help players when they're concussed and, and making the best call for the player. Um, because we know, we know with Paul Seedsman, the, the troubles he's gone through over the last uh, 12, 18 months with, with his concussions and, and where that's left him. So um, there's obviously yeah, a, a bit of chat happening that uh, the, uh, some independent bodies uh, can come in and, and, and take over, but um I do want to stress that the, the the clubs, all clubs, medical staffs that they employ to, to look after this space, um, they do a very good job and, and have always got the, the players' best interests at heart. SEN's very own Dwayne Russell yesterday on SEN Afternoons had a chat to new Collingwood CEO, Craig Kelly. Make money, be profitable <laughs> and deliver to the members. At the end of the day, there's no point running a business if you're not actually running it successfully and, and not draining the competition. I mean, ultimately, every club in the competition should be um, delivering to the competition and, and, and not sucking from it. So to me, um, you know, the big clubs have provided a lot to that's shared between a lot of other clubs. Um, we, we all should want to be run successful businesses and... They have to be profitable, but also you have to play a style of footy and be entertaining. We're in the entertainment business, guys. And at the end of the day, we want to have a full stadium, uh, full memberships, and that makes us profitable, but it also delivers to the fan what they want. At the end of the day, the fans are our owners. It's uh, We're not like the states where we're privately owned. A lot of watch this space with Craig Kelly going into 
this season with Collingwood because of his background as well. He runs one of the biggest talent and entertainment agencies in Australia with TLA. His, his management company also manages the coach of Collingwood in Craig McRae, so he's going to have a fair bit to say. They used to manage me too oh, right, but, okay. uh, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, certainly interesting. And I, I, I do agree with him in with him in terms of you know, clubs need to to certainly make the right decisions and, and be a, a profitable business. There's no doubt about that. And it comes down to employing the right people in the big roles. That's that's first and foremost. But we've got to remember too, all clubs aren't like Collingwood and have a massive following and don't have to worry about membership numbers too often and are well-connected and well-networked and it comes a little bit more easier for them. Mm. Uh, they still employ the right people in the right spots, as I just as I just mentioned. But you, know, you, you look at a, a Gold Coast or a or North Melbourne who uh, might not have the same resources and, and find it a lot more challenging to to compete with, with some of these big clubs like Collingwood and, and Carlton when they're up and going and, and Essendon uh, that have got such big and, and wide networks. So it's, it's, it's easy to say that and he's got some good points and some good merits, but I don't know if, if he was taking over a North Melbourne or a, or a Gold Coast with a, with a smaller market and, and more challenges than, say, a Collingwood, would he be coming out and making bold statements like that? Yeah, it's, it's very I'm, easy I'm to sure. say it when you have the best facilities in the AFL and probably the, the prime location in the biggest club in the country as well. We'd love to know your thoughts. You can give us a buzz, one 736 736 And if you have any questions that you want us to ask Mitch Hinge on behalf of the Crow supporters too, definitely let us know. 7.15, we are going to be heading to West Lakes At the moment, it's SEN. SA Breakfast. Good morning. Tyre Power. Best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Happy Wednesday to you. 22 degrees across Adelaide today. We are here in SENSA Studio Lumo SA 1 King William Street. Empowered by Lumo Energy SA. Some big names coming up on the show in the next couple of minutes. We'll head to Westlakes and speak to Mitch Hinge. Everything Sandful with Matt Doldig, the Sandful GM of footy, just before 8 o'clock. And Todd Van Steensel from the Adelaide Giants. You were lucky enough to watch the Adelaide Giants play on the weekend, Gibbsy. And we are hoping they are championship bound. We certainly do. And, yeah, I mean, there was a, a double header on Saturday after the Oh, sorry, Sunday because of the uh, Saturday night game was rained out, but they they dropped the uh, the first game, so went to a, a third game decider. But the boys showed nerves of steel and and won that game four runs to two, and will take them to the championship round where they will play Perth, who were who were pretty good as well. So it's going to be uh, a tough series, but they'll head over to Perth to try and pinch the first one and then finish with two home games. So if we can pinch the first one. It'll hold us in good stead. I think the Bandits are going for maybe their 16th or 17th Claxton Shield as well, which is which is big. There's just success where, wherever you go when it comes to Western Australian sides. Uh, we're asking as well, your best bit of sporting memorabilia. I'm in the process of, of moving some stuff around in my house at the moment and I'm finding all this sporting memorabilia, which 
brings back so many amazing memories. I, I have a lot of regret though, because as as a child, uh, some of the stuff was thrown out when I moved over from Tasmania to South Australia, and that really disappoints me. I had, and I'm a big NBL fan, love my Adelaide 36ers, but living in Tasmania, I was a big supporter of the Tassie Devils. I threw out my Tassie Devils NBL singlet. And I now look at it and I go, I just wish I had that because there's a Tasmanian side in the NBL now. Um, got lots of cricket merchandise, AFL memorabilia. I, I love all this stuff. I mentioned earlier my, my first pair of sports shoes was given to me by Ted Witten, the late, great EJ Witten, um, pair of Adidas shoes, which I have still in a box. So as soon as I get a photo of that, I'll... I'll send that in, but you've got plenty of merchandise and um, memorabilia as well, Bryce. I do. And where does the uh, B Gibbs jersey sit? In I don't the, have one. In and amongst the, Mate, uh, I, I the mass, the if mass you jerseys one that in, you've got. I'm saying bring one in. Obviously, don't bring the Crows one in. But if you bring a Carlton one in, I would frame it. Uh, I, I love that stuff. I've even got a Gary Ablett Gold Coast like Guernsey. I'd save you the hassle, mate. You don't, you don't need to you don't need what to frame that one. What about a, uh, it could be a 2023 South Adelaide Premiership Guernsey. I can sort something out for you there. There's, there's no doubt about that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> um, the other things that we are speaking about at the moment, we've got a couple of Twitter polls. Uh, in regards to the Crows in Port Adelaide, should they be jumping into an AFL reserves competition? Um, and when we discuss the test match coming up, the series in India, which Essien are covering um, with Mitchell Stark ruled out and Cam Green unable to bowl, which is starting 11 for the first test against India. So plenty of ways to get involved. Um, There's a fair bit of news floating around over in Victoria as well, and it's not necessarily good news too, relating to North Melbourne star Taron Thomas. Um, There have been more allegations, Bryce, of harassment, intimidating behaviour, which have been provided to the AFL with multiple women allegedly stepping forward. So if this is new information to you, earlier this month he was charged by Victoria Police with a single count of threatening to distribute an intimate image. And last night, the Herald Sun published an exclusive article, um, an extensive article that revealed more allegations have gone to the AFL Integrity Unit. As soon as they are involved, you know it's really serious business and something that North Melbourne don't want heading into a season where their off-season has already been marred by controversy surrounding their coach, surrounding their number one draft pick leaving. It's just, it's not something that they're going to be enjoying. Yeah, this is this is pretty disturbing. And it was only last week, I think, that North Melbourne came out and threw, threw their support behind Taron Thomas uh, involving a, a driving incident. Um which which wasn't good, but obviously any allegations uh, of threat of violence against women is unacceptable. And he's, uh, as you said, once the, the AFL Integrity Unit um, get involved, they will conduct an investigation. And if some of these allegations are somewhat true, um, I don't think Taryn Thomas's future is is looking too safe. This is one of the things that uh, not many of you listeners would know. If you work for an AFL club in any capacity, so I'm the match day MC for the power, at the start of every season, so right now it's the 1st of Feb in mid-January, you receive an email from the AFL that says you have four or five questionnaires to fill out after reading all the information provided to you. So 
The first one is about the um, illicit drugs policy. The second one is um, about integrity and respectful relationships. There's other ones about how you conduct yourself in the workplace. Everything that you could think of has been covered. And then at the end of reading, I think it's about a 29, 30-page document, you fill out a questionnaire. If you get it 90% correct, you have to start again. So you have all of the information there where you have to get 100% of the questions answered correctly and read through. It's not like um, the information isn't there to say what is right or what is wrong in the workplace, but also conducting yourself as a human being as well. Yeah. Uh, there's the, the AFL players are educated more than anyone mm. around these issues. And as you said, s- sign off knowing and telling everyone that they understand these rules to the letter. Cause you said, if you don't get a hundred percent compliance on, on the answers, you have to keep doing it until you do. So, um, the excuse that I didn't know what was right or wrong. It's obviously pretty black and white, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if if these allegations, as I said, are, are half true, I think he's uh, he's in a bit of trouble. He's contracted as well until the end of 2024 on, on pretty big dollars by all reports. And as we said, it's a headache that just adds to the list of them for North Melbourne after a really challenging six months um, where they would just want to start focusing on the football with some of those preseason games getting announced as well. Speaking of preseason games, a few of them have been announced between Adelaide, uh, Port Adelaide, West Coast and Fremantle. Player who's going to be featuring in them from the Adelaide Crows is Mitch Hinge. We are going to be speaking to him next. Passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Quarter past seven on this Wednesday morning. Beautiful day in Adelaide as we look out the window of SENSA Studio Lumo SA. One King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. The uh, coolish 22 degrees is not a reflection of things heating up in the AFL world, Bryce, because the 1st of February means the AFL is not too far away and in 23 days. So the countdown has begun. Um, The Adelaide Crows will have their first preseason hit out against another AFL side in Fremantle over in Western Australia, both the Crows and Port heading over to WA to play against Frio and West Coast. And someone who's going to feature heavily in that is a man who has has signed for the next couple of seasons till the end of 2024. Good morning to you, Mitch Hinge. How are you going? Morning, man. How are we? We are very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us up bright and early. We like to have an understanding of the the guests that we speak to before we get into the hard-hitting stuff, what they are having for breakfast or what their coffee order is. So please talk the SENSA listeners through that, Hinge. Um, Medium flat white as the coffee, regular milk, um, country boy, so I love the old full cream milk. And uh, just a smoothie to go with the uh, morning training. So that's, that's my morning, boys. Spot on, Hingy. Nice and light for you, mate. So how are you going? Uh, I believe you guys have just come off a four-day break. So does that mean it's the end of the pre-season block now and heading into a more in-season program? Or you've still got a couple of tough weeks ahead leading into the first couple of pracky matches? Um, well, generally, I would say that, um, yeah, we have traditionally gone into the in-season program post this break, the Australia Day break, but you know how Daz works, Darren Burgess, he, um, he's got us running still, and we've probably got two more two more weeks of solid training. Um, I mean, that's included with a lot of match sim and stuff as well, but about two more weeks, and then 
we'll um, come to our intra club and then off to off to Perth. So that's when um when that's when that all starts up. So it's exciting. Yeah, I certainly found the uh, the January and, and early Feb weeks probably the most toughest because you can't really get much more fitter and, and games are still a few weeks away, mate. But uh, how uh, how's your rig? Obviously, had the the shoulder issue in. Uh, 2021, uh, you, you, you come back and played uh, you know, 17, 18 games last year. How's your body feeling? How's your pre-season been? You're, you're obviously fit and firing. Yes, now shoulders feeling as, as strong as it's ever felt, um, which, is, which is exciting. And then um, I, I probably had a little bit slower of a start to the pre-season this year, just pre-Chrissy. Um, was nursing a little groin, uh, like some groin issues that I was playing with last year. Um, so nothing too serious, just... Try to get out of them and um and feeling really good now. So um you know post Christmas I've I've had a pretty big well yeah all my weeks and stuff have been pretty good and, and been with the main group. So um now we're ready to kick things off. It's exciting. It's exciting times. Uh, and I'm very interested to know uh, what line group you've been training with. You're you're obviously a, a bit of a utility, a bit of a swingman. Can play through the midfield on the wing. Uh, at half back, uh, what's what's Nixie got in store for you, for you this year? Uh, what uh, what line group have you been training with, and and where do you think your best position is, or are you happy to be that bit of a swingman and and happy to fill a few holes on game day when needed? Um, well, I've, to be honest, I've been exactly that. I've been training with both the mids and the backs. Um, obviously, uses a little bit more of a winger than a midfielder, but midfield, uh, sorry, wing, and then yeah, half back. So pretty much been 50-50 at the moment um, this time of year especially our group, we're all, we're all pretty fit at the moment so we haven't got too many in rehab so um, there's a few wingers on the list and there's a few half backs so it's all about um, you know getting a bit of time in both both sets and um, I think personally I think my ideal position is probably wing, um, I don't mind the utility, it, it changes it up a little bit and um, obviously it gets a, having a little bit more up your sleeve keeps you in the side and um, and, and all that, but I think, yeah, this year, well, going into the future, I reckon wing's probably my, my better better position, um, and yeah, I'm not so more, I'm more so not trying to just hang on and hang on to a spot now, I think that's probably the bare minimum, and I want to be striving for some better footy from my end to, you know, help the group go forward. So that's probably where we're at at the moment. I'd love to get your uh, opinion on some of the players that have impressed this preseason. I, I feel, Kinji, that um, honesty is a, is a big theme of the club led by Nixie at the moment where um, the team's building but obviously the supporters want to see a real push into the finals and the best games that you played last year showed that you can mix it with some of the best teams in the competition. A, a player that stood out for me is is Riley O'Brien, where it's been well-documented. Um, he's had a, a really good preseason after a self-assessment saying last season was really disappointing for him. So how's he been and some of the other players that have impressed you? Nah, Rob's been exceptional. We all know how um, how good of a trainer he is and, and what, how he pushes forward. Um, also helping out everyone. He's, he's got the most elite standards. Uh, well, one of the, the most that I've, that I've ever seen. So that's it's really good. And he's always good to, you know, bust his brains on, on what's good for or what can help me or what can help the rest of the group. Um, obviously, the boys are they're quite young. Or there's a lot of emerging kind of talent coming through at the moment. And, um, I mean, you've probably heard, but we've seen a fit Luke Pedler and he's smashing it on the track at the moment. He's looking... Looking really good at half forward, um, and then yeah, like Jake Saligo has been really good. There's been a really big push from um, boys through the midfield as well. Schoenberg looks like he's coming through quite well. Um, Bez again, so um, 
No, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. It's uh, I mean, it's like every, every this time every year, everyone's a bit worried about spots, and there's always going to be a big push for spots. But um, no, it is very exciting because there's just such good um, talent coming through now. So I think the supporters will be will be quite um, excited, and we'll, we'll definitely be pushing to uh, you know, be challenging every every week. I think this year. So that's what's that's what's exciting about it. Yeah, you certainly want that in-house competition for spots, and there will be some some stiff guys come round one. There's no doubt about that. So with the, the eight wins last year, you, you mentioned that everyone's taking that next step. Uh, what what do you believe uh, the expectations are on the Crowies this year? Where, where can you finish? I mean, obviously everyone wants to play finals and, and do well, but the, the comp's extremely even, as you know, and, and all teams are going to improve. What do you think's a, a really set expectation for the for the Crows this year? Um, I, I think, um, to be completely honest, I reckon that um, finals definitely shouldn't be out of the question. It should be probably a, a bad minimum what we'll be pushing for. Um, I mean, coming out of last year, we did play some good footy and we did, um, although we were young, we've got some, you know, some really good talent. I think um, going forward, it's it's not just acceptable to keep pushing teams to the end. It doesn't matter how good they are. I think we want to be pushing every game and, and looking to win every game. And um, I think last year, especially myself, I mean, it was the first year I played a few games and, and just got a little bit, um, I don't know, I, I finished the year just being, being unsatisfied, to be completely honest. And um, I reckon there was a lot of boys in that in that boat as well. So um, yeah, we want to be we want to be playing finals and we want to be you know pushing to win every single game. So I think that's going to be the the expectation this year. Uh, and just a word on the captaincy this year. There's been a bit of talk around that. Um, whether Sloaney will, will go on again, whether whether he hands it over to someone else. Uh, Tommy Duday's name's been been thrown up. Um, do you guys still vote on it as a as a playing group? Uh, is that process getting closer? Um, can you shed any light on that? I believe Sloaney's just yep. He's the captain as we speak. Um, we generally do like more of a leadership kind of vote, and then um, as in a leadership group which you know how, how it all kind of works, is we, we work through the values and, and who kind of, you know, holds those values the best um, throughout the club and, and can bring those people bring those people forward. So um, at this stage, Sloane is the captain as far as, um, as far as that goes. And, um, and he's, to be honest, he's looking um, as big and as strong as, um, you know, I've seen here with my couple of years at the club. And, um no, he's you know how he is. He's he's old. He, he's a bit older, and um, he's got a wise head on him. And um, I've I've worked pretty close with him this year with um, just in rehab and stuff like that. And he's been really really good for me. So um, I think if he holds on to that captaincy, he's um, he's gonna he's gonna do that job well as he's done in the past. Hinji, before we let you go, I've done a deep dive into your social media. We like to uh, research all of the players before we speak to them um, so people can follow your Instagram, which is at Hinji. Um, I, I specifically looked at your Twitter, which is at Hinji22, and you haven't tweeted for a couple of years. Um, but what I did notice that during your time with Brisbane, you were heavily into your video games alongside Mitch Robinson and Charlie Cameron. Is Is video game and gaming something that still features heavily in your life or is it just um, football now? Um, to be honest, not too much video games gets played. Um, it was more of, a, more of a COVID thing. We were locked up in our houses. We couldn't do too much. I still jump on the sticks here and there, but um, it's, not, it's not a big thing to feature. I've got a partner now. I've got, you know, footy's taken over and um, 
I'm very happy with how that seems. So it's a little bit of a, you know, I can jump on and have a bit of fun, but it's definitely not a, definitely not my number one priority, that's for sure. No, Nixie isn't listening. That's fine. You can say that you love video games. What video game <laughs> do you play when you jump on the sticks, as you said? Yes, I've been playing a little bit of Call of Duty, um, but, you know, they seem to be falling off a little bit, the old Call of Duty. So that's what, that's why I've been, I've been um, enticed to, to play too many hours on it. Well, mate, you've uh, you've carried yourself very well this interview as well. You've you've faced the hard hitting questions from Bryce and myself, but uh, <laughs> mate, congratulations on your career so far, and you you locked away until the end of twenty four as well. So all the best with uh, the match against Frio. I'm sure there's going to be a game also against West Coast at some stage soon, and and good luck for the next couple of weeks, mate. I'm sure you're just as excited as everyone else. As soon as Feb comes around, it means um, footy's really close. So appreciate your time and your honesty as well on SENSA. No, nah, thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, he's very good, isn't he, Bryce? Yeah, he certainly is. And I think he is one of the players that can help take the Crows up the ladder in 2023. The, he he said potentially finals. He didn't want to put a number on it like yeah. a lot of them don't want to Because everyone holds him to account. Yeah. Like People like yeah. us go, no, Mitch, you said seven games last year in the first 10 rounds. It was six, and uh, that's your fault. Exactly. He played the straight bat uh, perfectly well there was Hingy, but uh, I think he's one that can take his game to another level, and I think he will. He he looks fit. He, he's moving well, and, and being able to, to play multiple positions, he can have a big impact on this group uh, this year. Got some really exciting news that I'm going to make you wait for a few minutes to find out gives you but you're going to like what I've got coming up for you we are here thanks to MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group it's SENSA Breakfast Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills coming soon Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs 28 minutes to 8 on this Wednesday morning. Um, before we go to our caller, Bryce, you'd be really excited to know that the Bryce's right is early today. It's not after 8 o'clock. It's happening in the next few minutes. Into the prime time. Prime time, the Bryce is right. We've had a call from the bosses who said we need more the Bryce is right. Giving so people what they want. It's uh, it's numbers related today. So you can you can start thinking we'll do that very soon. Uh, and we're taking your calls on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We have Stu on the line. What do you got for us, Stu? Gibbsy, Walshy, how are you, boys? Good, thanks, Stu. Good, good. Hey, that was a, a great chat with Hingy. He's such a such a good, genuine bloke. Maybe maybe too genuine, mate. I, I reckon there was something in his answer around captaincy and the vote that led me to think that maybe a decision has been made internally and not forecast externally and my my guess is that Sloney's going to step down and a decision's already been made on who that skipper is but it hasn't been released yet. It's just my gut feel based on his answer and some of the uh, inflections in his voice and just reading the conversation. What do you think? Oof. Are you saying you can uh, understand what's going on by hearing his voice, Stu? Correct. It's, um, it's, it's a part of what I've done for the last 15 years as a profession and yeah, there's definitely more to that conversation, boys, 100%. Wow, what a talent. Well, yeah, I, it does beg the, the question. And what what the only thing that uh, makes me think is if they had made a decision, I reckon they might have come out and knocked it on the head 
already, especially if if Sloane was going to step down. We saw Pendlebury mm. do it from Collingwood. Um, might have even been before Christmas just to get it out the way. But um, it's it's an interesting interesting topic. So I think we just need to watch this space. Stu, before we let you go through your profession of understanding body language and hearing voices does it sound like we know what we're doing in this studio on this radio station <laughs> i gotta say it's been a pretty hot start jared I've, I've, it's um it's great hearing your voice on the radio again mate i do appreciate it and um yeah i think you guys have had a hot start so hopefully you can um uh, you know, not peak early in the season and carry it through to the year. <laughs> well, Stu is officially the caller of the day already. Let's just call it right now. So thank you very much for getting involved. one 736 736 Good morning. The Bryce is right next. To Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Going to chat everything Sandful before 8 o'clock this morning when we catch up with the Sandful GM of footy, Matt Doldig. If you have any questions that you want us to ask, 0427-154-166. That's also where you can send us your best bit of sporting memorabilia. We wanted to hear what special memories that you have from sport in collector's items. Bryce, before we go into um, the greatest game show in the history of radio, we just heard in the news then, um, and we spoke to Mitch Hinge about it, about the practice matches being announced for a couple of clubs around the country. Now, there are unofficial practice matches and official practice matches. So for our local teams, Port Adelaide and the Crows, um, the Crows are playing Fremantle and West Coast are taking on the power. Both will be different. So the Adelaide match is six by 25 minutes with no time on. And then the power match is four by 28 minutes, then two by 20 minutes with no time on. Can you please explain this to myself and the audience? Why we just can't have four quarters? What's the purpose of this? <laughs> it, it does seem a little bit unusual, doesn't it? But uh, I, well, at the end of the day, it's about getting match fitness into your players. I mean, you can train all you want over preseason, run hundreds of Ks, but when you start playing games, you usually cramp up, and it's you just can't train at that intensity under match intensity. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So the idea about doing, you know, say six quarters or six, well, it's not a quarter because it's yeah, six, but we know what you're whatever saying, yeah. a six is, six, one six of whatever. Um, so that they'll, they'll probably play their, most of their squad. So they might play maybe a stronger squad for the first three, maybe. And then um, it'll all be about player load management as well. So some guys are at different stages in their in their preseason, if they're coming off injuries. So some guys might only play, say, two of them, two mm-hmm. of the quarters. Some of them might play five, just depending on where they're at. But uh, the, the six gives you an opportunity to play a lot of players and mix and match and help with those player workloads. Because if you only play four quarters, a half might not be enough for some. Okay. Or it might be too much. So it just gives you the flexibility to to cater it to your squad uh, and where you're at at, at the preseason in, in, in that uh, given time. So we can break it down for you. We'll, we'll put up those games and how they're all structured as well on our SENSA Twitter account. But right now... Bryce Gibbs, come on down. Needing to get five answers correct to win our undying admiration and affection. And this pen, it's a ballpoint. All of that could be yours. 
if the price is right. Well, here we are, Bryce Gibbs. We are into another edition of The Bryce Is Right. And um, I feel today is really going to test you. Yesterday, we were talking about the AFL theme songs. We played a second of them. And you, you did pretty well, I thought. Today's different. Okay. Today's what? about numbers. Oh. And can you talk through a couple of your favorite numbers? A couple of my favorite numbers? Yeah. Um, Sure, uh, number four. Okay, well let's let's actually focus on that one. We are going to go to number four right now, and the reason we are focusing on number four is because we are going to get your knowledge on some of the most famous number fours in sport. So I'm going to read out some fun facts about these people who have worn the number four, and all you need to do is identify who they are. So. All codes, not just AFL. Uh, you don't get to ask questions. Okay, I'm sure. the guy who oh, asks sure. the questions. Okay. okay, so let's get into the first one. Uh, we think it's pretty easy. This is notable number fours on the Bryce <laughs> is right. Um, my rendition of Stand By Your Man is the stuff of legend. And you can just jump in any time if you like. That's fine. This one's close to my heart. I do know this one. Mm-hmm. Sticks Kernahan. Sure is. Well done, Stephen Kernahan. Uh, that's a good start. So you are one from one. Name number two in the notable number fours edition of The Bryce is Right. I won a premiership and a Brownlow medal in the same year. I have a stand at my home ground named after me. You want me to keep going? Sure. I previously captained Port Adelaide and played in the 2004 premiership but wasn't captain on the day. Bryce Gibbs. The great Gavin Wanganeen. Sure is. Two from two. Very nice. Took me a bit long. I should have got that earlier, I reckon. That's okay. We just got that earlier. We're warming up. Um, question three in notable number fours in The Bryce is Right. I'm a fellow member of the SEN family. I'm not originally South Australian but spent most of my career at a South Australian club. I'm also the reason you couldn't wear number four at the Adelaide Crows. <laughs> oh, jerker. <laughs> it sure is. Josh, Josh Jenkins. Jenkins. <laughs> All right. These are the, the these are the most difficult ones for you now. I think okay. you're going to struggle with at least okay. one of them. But let's get into it. Number four of notable number fours on the Bryce is Right. No player has donned the number four on an AFL ground more than I. Originally from Glenelg, I was drafted to a Victorian club in 2002. I'm a three-time premiership player and was named All-Australian in 2013. Jeez. Your mic's still on? Yep. It is. Yep, oh, just checking. That's okay. Well, come on, mate. The music's run out, so I'll play it again. Nah, I, I, got, I got nothing. I'm saying same blanks. What do you mean? From Glenelg. Originally from Glenelg, I was drafted to a Victorian club in 2002. Three-time premiership player. How many three-time premiership players have there been since 2002? Yeah, well, there's... Well, he didn't play for Hawthorne. He didn't play for Richmond. Well, he has to play for Geelong then. Yeah, good. That's a good start. Ding. And who wore the number four at Geelong? Andrew Mackey. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Don't look at Jeez, me. <laughs> I've had a blanks. All right, this is the last one. Um, I have Captain Australia in one-day cricket. Adam Gilchrist presented me with my baggy green. You're nodding. All right, I'm just going to ask the last one anyway. <laughs> I was once on an AFL list, although never played an AFL match. Who is it? Our boy, Alex Carey. Sure is. Hey, congratulations.
That was oh, a good one. You geez. were nervous then. I was. I was. Andrew Mackey with Glenelg. I should have, should have got that straight away. You should have known that straight away. And Gavin Wanganan, I should have pulled the trigger on that early too. I, was, I overthought that one. Is this uh, legitimate as well? So did you actually have a conversation with Jerker and say, Josh, I want the number four. I'm coming home. Uh, no, I I wasn't. I don't didn't want to be that bloke. Okay. I was happy to fresh team, fresh start, fresh number, which is cursed. Which is cursed, <laughs> and I, should, I shouldn't have picked it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fourteen minutes to eight. Next, we're catching up with Matt Dolding from the Sample. Good morning. On selected Falcon passenger tyres, everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Nine minutes to eight on this Wednesday morning, going for 22 degrees today. Morning team Ford Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. We are going to head to the Adelaide Giants after eight o'clock and catch up with one of their players getting ready to hopefully bring a championship back to Adelaide. But in the meantime, yesterday, big day for the Sandful with the fixture being released and a lot of highlights to get through as well to talk us through it. Uh, we welcome to SENSA, the Sandful GM of footy, Matt Dolding. Morning to you, Matt. Welcome. Thanks for having me on, Bryce. Brilliant speaking to you. It is an exciting time for the Sandful uh, as we, we look forward to another big season in 2023. And we, we said to a lot of our guests that we, we almost don't have to worry about COVID, which is the first time we've been able to say that for three years, mate. So I'm sure you're excited. <laughs> it's, been, it's been nice being able to piece together a fixture without having COVID contingency plans running alongside them. So uh, while it's taken a little bit longer than we usually hope pre-COVID to get the fixture out, um, Really excited about what this one's got to offer. There's something for everyone, something for every supporter. So uh, we're looking forward to, well, come early April when uh, people can start getting to games. So let's get straight into it, Matty. Uh, run us through some of the, the key dates. Um, we see some uh, Good Friday footy. We see some matches uh, heading out into the region, into the country. I think there's four matches out there. Um, obviously, the, there's a state game weekend, um, some tribute matches. Uh, what are some of the highlights uh, that the fixture's thrown up this year? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fixture that I'm really excited about. As you say, lots of highlights. But I think the first sort of three rounds will kick us off and um, get us some real momentum. Obviously, round one, the reigning Premier unfilled their flag uh, out at um, Norwood Oval, Norwood versus the Eagles, and then followed up on the Saturday, uh, Sturkle and Elgott Wigan Oval sort of highlights um, the Saturday afternoon matches. <clears throat> so we're looking for some really big crowds, obviously, in round one. There's no community footy started. Uh, the AFL sort of just kicking off. So we're really looking forward to that. Then we roll straight into Easter. Easter's traditionally a really big weekend for the Sandful. Norton stirred on that Thursday night leading into the long weekend. And then four huge Good Friday games. Um, South Adelaide uh, were the trendsetters, I guess, with, with Good Friday footy. Um, sort of almost 10 years ago now. Um, and now all, all clubs and leagues around Australia have jumped on board. So some great games, Good Friday with Glenelg and Port, that final game, sort of twilight slot at 4.40 down at Glenelg Oval. And as you mentioned, there's um, we've got four regional matches this year, which is really important to Sample and Sample clubs to be able to get out in the regions. We About 30, 35% of our um, players are from country regions, so be able to go back into their home territory and um, put on some sample footies. They're really exciting. Anzac weekend is massive too. Um, five matches played over the four days, including the traditional rematch, which is 
Already starting to get me excited because of the way that the grand final finished a few months ago. Norwood and North Adelaide at the parade on the 25th of April. Um, and that's a fantastic location as well where you think it would pack out. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the, the way the season finished and the way the whole season played out last year really gets you excited about round one and then leading obviously into Anzac Day with that traditional game out at Norwood Oval. You'd expect sort of six, seven, eight thousand people packed in out there. Um, and we're going to kick off sort of four days of footy across Anzac Day, Saturday, Sunday, and then a Monday night game uh, heading into the public holiday. Glenelg will host the Eagles down at Glenelg Oval. So that's a, that's an exciting fixture for us. It's something we haven't traditionally tried, but I think everyone's looking to get out and get their footy fix on uh, heading into a public holiday. Uh, it also looks like there's going to be a couple of curtain raisers. Uh, traditionally, the Crows, as we know, don't have a, a home ground, but it looks like they've got four games at Adelaide Oval, which is a little, little, uh, little bit exciting for them. But uh, in terms of the the other clubs, I mean, clubs have to give up a home game to to be able to play the Crows at at Adelaide Oval. Which, as a player, I mean, you you also you. Every opportunity you get to play at Adelaide Oval, you, you want to do so. Um, have you seen more so this year clubs willing to give up that home game to, to play in a curtain raiser on Adelaide Oval against the Crows? Yeah, we have actually. It's um, Obviously, the Crows get you get the home game against the Crows twice at, at your venue. So clubs are willing to have that conversation. And as you say, to be able to give that experience to their players, to play at Adelaide Oval, get used to the surrounds, hopefully leading into... September, where all of our finals are played and our grand final at Adelaide Oval. It's something the clubs are really looking to give their players to be able to get that experience because unless you've played with Adelaide or Port Adelaide, you probably don't get that experience that often and it's, it's a different ground, um, bigger crowd. So it's something the clubs are really putting their hand up for and, and the Crows want to embrace it as well. Obviously, as you say, they don't have a home ground so to be able to play in front of some of their members that come to their AFL game a little bit earlier is really important for them as well. So I think we've got the, the balance right. Um, Port Adelaide have got their home showdown later uh, early in the year, so that, that'll be one of their home games they've moved from Alberton. And uh, once the rest of the fixture, the AFL fixture falls, we might be able to squeeze one more into that Adelaide Oval because it's uh, yeah really important, not only for the players, but also for the Sandville. It's, a, it's the home of footy. It's the best stadium in the world. So we want to play there as much as we can. Matt, the word um, tradition is synonymous with the Sandful, and I really feel that some traditions are starting to build moving into 2023. One of them started last year as well, but honouring the likes of Russell Ebert and Neil Curley with some matches, I think this is something which is a really special thing to do, and it's going to begin its own tradition, which I'm sure is really important to yourself and the Sandful. Yeah, absolutely really important, and Sandful's build on that tradition, 100 and- 40 odd years um, and we saw the huge success of the Russell Ebert um, tribute game out in the Riverland last year and I think that'll become uh, a staple of the fixture moving forward to be able to honour him and then obviously having Neil Curley um, who passed last year um, to be able to honour him up in the River Murray Um, again really important I saw some great footage of Barb and the Crows and West Adelaide players during the week and that was just beautiful and it's important for us to be able to get those back out into the country. These are country guys. Um, they've given so much to the game of football. So to be able to honour them back out in their, their home areas is really important. And um, we'll look to continue to do these types of events because that's what, as I say, Sample's built on. Uh, and just finally, Matt, who's going to win the premiership in 2023? <laughs> 
Well, I think uh, going into rounds, the final round, we'll have sort of seven or eight clubs still vying for the, some of those final positions. So that's what I'm so excited about. I'm, I'm looking forward to Bryce having a nice full season because I think everyone's got a nice soft spot for the Panthers. But um, I think if it's as good a season as last year, we're in for a bit of a treat. No, we like that. Thank you so much for your time. An exciting time to get involved. And uh, it's a really special time too for for everybody to buy their memberships to all of the Sandful clubs because uh, it's great not only playing the finals at Adelaide Oval, but getting out to the local communities and uh, some country regions of South Australia as well. So congratulations, Matt, and all the best for the year. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bryce. Appreciate the support. Very good having Matt Doldig on. Bryce, um, we've hung up on Matt now, so you're a, a South Adelaide player. Uh, out of 10, give us your impressions of the fixture um, as a Panther. And be <laughs> yes. careful how you say this. <laughs> um, nah, it's, uh, I mean, the draw's the draw. You, Where's your ideal time slot to play then? Not Sunday, which I think we play a lot of games on a Sunday in the first half of the year, which okay. is not ideal, so... Uh, but that's okay. Good to uh, we'll have to suck that one up. But the the the, the, uh, the interesting one from a, from a Panthers point of view is that we play Central Districts in the last trial game, mm-hmm. and then play them again two weeks later in round one. So that's gearing you up for potentially finals, though. That's what you have to do in the finals. I don't think that's ideal <laughs> to start the year. So if you leave now, you might be able to get out to um, Elizabeth to get to the ground. Maybe maybe the Sample should schedule the the last game of trial matches to maybe avoid that happening. I should have actually asked Matt that. I might get on the text and, and send him <laughs> one send now. An just an anonymous to, text. In. I forgot to add that one in. So I'll uh, Bryce from Norlunga who sent in a text for you. Matt. I'll send that one in. <laughs> no, it's great to speak with him. Um, if you've just tuned in as well, we'll put that up on the podcast. So all of the Sandful fans can have a listen. Uh, we are going to head to the news and then come back and get really excited about the Adelaide Giants who are vying for a championship. Talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills coming soon. Summer breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Two minutes past eight. Good morning to you. 22 degrees across Adelaide today. You can get involved with the show on the talkback line, one 736 736 Save that number into your phone. Even better, if you are listening on the SEN app, just press a button and it will connect you straight to us. So we are live in SENSA Studio Lumo, 1 King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA, got plenty of texts coming through, plenty of stuff on social media as well, Gibbsy. We do, with half an hour to go, jump on the text line 0427 154 This one's from Daniel. How times have changed, Crows and Port going to Perth for a week, staying in the same hotel, probably breakfast and coffees together, that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago. Uh, I reckon they would stay in different hotels. Yeah. During a COVID time, they certainly would stay in the same hotels, but now that all that's pretty much done and dusted, they would be staying separately, I would have thought. Remember those COVID times where teams were flying in and flying out and the the photo of the aeroplane when one team was on one side, the other team was on the other? I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, When we're in the bubble, Port and the Crows on the Gold Coast, uh, when that first started, we weren't very good, the Crows. We hadn't won many games. Port were flying. Mm. They were sitting second on the ladder winning most weeks and the hotel was sort of, it was segregated. So one side of the hotel was port, one side of it was crows, but there was a common pool area. So the pool and whatever. They flexed port and because they were winning, they just took over the common pool. 
poolside. That every time you go down there, they'd all be sitting poolside, you know, sunbaking in between sessions, and they just sort of took over that area. Right. And we sort of didn't really have much of a leg to stand on. Sometimes boys would go and just sort of nestle in between them, but because they were winning and they were going well, they just sort of ended up taking over that area and pushed uh, pushed us. Yeah, well, I mean, just win more games way, and so you'll get was, more pool uh, access. It was a bit funny how that all played out. but um, <laughs> I think also times have changed over the past 10, 15 years, back to the Ramsgate, where, uh, like, there is rivalry and you're not supposed to love your opposition on a match day, but you don't have to... Um, like not talk during the week because <laughs> everybody well, not, there's so much movement now everybody knows one another well to be fair we, we actually saw that in the last game in the last showdown last year yeah. there was all this bravado all this big talk during the week we're looking forward to knocking each other's block off and at the start of the game and majority of the game not one player went near another player yeah. in terms of trying to you know be tough be throw that you know what we've seen in the past, yep. especially showdowns, big rivalry games. So it's that first minute before the exactly. balls bounce was, where you're looking was, forward to them crossing past exactly. in the, bit the of push center and square, shove, bit nothing. of niggle, get everyone in. There was nothing. Yeah. So it's sad that uh, it's even creeping into games. Well, she <laughs> Bryce just wants to see the bit of biff. biff. Get a bring the biff, not in a bit of push and shove. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not saying come out and start whacking each no. other, but you know you, that's what gets the crowd going. That's what. Gets the juices flowing, and we still need. I can see it. you're up we, and about. I, yeah, it gets me fired up. I can see that. Well, can you read out the results from our um, Twitter polls, please? Because we had two today: one relating to the Crows and Port Adelaide, the other one uh, cricket related as well. And we've had some interesting results. We do. So AFL do support the concept of an AFL reserves competition, and this is uh, a landslide to say the least. Ninety-one uh, percent say yes. Mm. Uh, so they're all for a reserves competition nationwide. And should who should bat at number six for the Australian test side against India? Cameron Green, Matt Renshaw, and our very own Alex Carey. And Kez uh, is the most popular with 46%, followed by Cameron Green on 41%. So they want to see our Alex Carey rise up the batting order and... Uh, Battle a little bit more. Get the opportunity to battle a little bit more. We are here thanks to Tyre Power. Big holiday sale now on. Uh, we got a text through just then. 0427-154-166. Shane from Northhaven went to the baseball on Saturday in the Burrito Bowl. Bryce had time for everyone that wanted to chat, even signed a baseball. Now, why are you qualified to sign a baseball, Bryce Gibbs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's... Yeah, this is uh, this is a good question because uh, you're not. So why did you do that? <laughs> I made it very clear that, uh, young fella, are you sure you want me to sign this yeah. baseball? Because I'm not a baseball player. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about baseball, and I don't want to devalue your baseball. Yeah. So, but uh, he was still happy for me to uh, scribble on it. So um, I awkwardly so I have had to say that to someone before at a, at a match. Um, where someone has asked me to sign a bit of their memorabilia. And I said, you know, I'm not a player, right? Because obviously, look at me. I'm a 38-year-old, malnourished, Moby-looking kind of guy. And they're like, no, just sign it anyway. And as you said, you feel like you're devaluing it. So, well done. You're I, a man of the people. I had um, our, our CEO, uh, Neil Sharp, and his lad uh, were in Melbourne last week uh, for a basketball tournament and uh, they're big Carlton supporters and they went down to the um, open training session mm. at, uh, at 
Princess Park there and uh, Toby got a, his jumper signed by all the, the Carlton players and came back and asked if I wanted to sign it on Monday. And I said, hang on, no, 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 no. You don't want my signature on that now. Yeah, yeah. I got Paddy Cripps and yeah. Doherty and Weedering and mate, my signature's only going to, again, just devalue what you've just gone and done. And he still wanted me uh, my signature on it as well. So um, I think that's a bit that, that different than signing me. a baseball. Like you, uh, a number one draft pick who played a lot of good games for Carlton. So don't talk yourself nah, down, No, I'm mate. washed up now. My time has been and gone. It's not about me anymore. Nah, see, still I, get funny about it. I don't like when you talk about yourself like that. So <laughs> we're going to take a breather and come back with um, someone who actually um, can sign a baseball, and that is Todd Van Steetel from the Adelaide Giants who are vying for a championship. We'll chat to him next. Tyre Power, best buys on Big Brand Sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 14 minutes past eight. Yes, don't forget MG is coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. It's going to be a very big weekend in Australian baseball where your Adelaide Giants are hoping to be only two games away from winning the Claxton Shield and disappointing um, the Perth Heat, especially over in Western Australia. Someone who is going to play a big role in that from the Adelaide Giants is Todd Van Steensel. Hey, congratulations, Todd, and welcome to SENSA. Good morning. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on. Uh, we've spoken to a representative from the Giants every week leading into uh, the championship games this weekend where it's going to be a big challenge against the side that Perth have defeated us in our two meetings this year. How are you going to beat them? I mean, we, we try not to worry about the past. We just focus on the, the day at hand. So we're going to head to Perth, play as well as we can, just hope the result goes into our favour. You know, we're not worried about the past. So run us through how this works, Todd. It's uh, it's a little bit different to, to what some people would be used to, but because I think you guys finished higher or you're a higher-ranked side, you actually get to choose whether you travel first or you play at home first. Can you run us through how that process works? Yeah, exactly. So we, we won our division, so we had the right to decide if we wanted to play game one at home or two games away, but we decided... We take our chance with the first game on the road and try and win the championship home at West Beach and, you know, give our fans a chance to see us win it, which is something they deserve as well. Can you give us an insight into the logistics of travel? Because uh, this is not like um, many of the competitions and many of the professional leagues around Australia where there's couple of days of arrival a few days earlier to acclimatise and get yourself ready to go. It's, it's pretty much fly in, grab the wind, fly out. How does this look for you going from getting up in the morning, getting to Perth and getting back to Adelaide? Exactly. It's not like the other sports, you know. Um, we actually have practice Thursday morning and then we'll fly out to Perth uh, Thursday evening. So we got the luxury of at least one night in Perth before the game. So we'll play Friday night, hopefully win that. And then on Saturday morning, we'll fly back to Adelaide with the Perth Heat team in the morning and then play that night. It's uh, it's a, an extraordinary uh, schedule, but um, I'm sure you guys will, will handle it as best you can. So how's the squad looking? I mean, the, the semi-final went to the deciding game on, uh, on Sunday night. You would have liked to stitch that up in two. So um, how's everyone feeling? Nice and refreshed. Got the recovery done, no doubt, early in the week. And as you said, training tomorrow. Well, how's the squad looking? And obviously very excited leading into the championship round. 
Yeah, everyone's good. Everyone's healthy. Nothing uh, major to report. We had practice yesterday morning, and the vibes were really high. It's uh, it's hard to like contain your excitement, but you also got to remember it's it's still just another game. You don't want to put too much pressure on yourself, but you also want to enjoy the week ahead. I mean, I've been in this league for 13 years, and this is my first time to enjoy a, a championship week. So I'm gonna take it all in and enjoy every minute of it. Saw something over the weekend from one of the fans who was watching the match alongside Bryce Gibbs when he wasn't signing baseballs for all of the punters. They said that the energy, the atmosphere at the ballpark was electric, um, bringing everybody together through sports. So I bet you can't wait to get back to Adelaide after Friday night and um, having the chance to win the championship in front of your home fans. Yeah, the the energy at home is electric. Like they really help us over the line and they really give us an edge. And that's why we also decided to have the final two games at home. And, you know, Adelaide have waited 43 years for another championship. So we also felt like they deserve to see us win it and we want to win it for them. Todd, do you have a pregame routine or pregame meal that you have that isn't going to change, even though the the significance of uh, the matches this weekend is a, a little bit more? Uh, if anyone knows me or has played with me, they know I'm very superstitious. So I'll just stick to my same routine. I'll get dressed the same way, eat the same food, uh, drink my coffee at the same time, go to the bathroom at the same time. So I'm just going to keep it the same. I don't want to change it up too much. What's the pregame food? It's usually just a ham and cheese sandwich. That's what we get fed in the clubhouse. But, uh, it really comes down to how I get dressed. I put my left sock on first, right sock, and then it just goes from there. I love that. Bryce, did you have any pregame routines like that? Uh, I wasn't too bad. I used just to run out towards the end of the race, running out onto the onto the field, onto the okay. ground. That was about it. You, you didn't avoid the banner or anything? No, I went through. Well, straight through. Ah, we yep. love that. Uh, we love the Adelaide Giants as well. Todd, good luck, mate. Hopefully we can uh, catch up with you next week and potentially live in the studio as well where you'll be celebrating winning the championship and bringing it back to Adelaide. It's been an outstanding season, but we know that the job's not done. So head over to Perth, grab that win, bring it back, and looking forward to a big weekend for yourself and the Giants. Thanks, mate. Fingers crossed. Appreciate it. Hey, they're, they're always so accessible as well, Gibbsy. Like they're, they're great to talk to, and it's one of those sports that has such a history, not just here in Australia, but around the world, that we need to support them. So um, make sure you get your tickets. Go and support the Adelaide Giants. Will you be there doing any signing sessions? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I had a great time on uh, on Saturday or Sunday it was because the, the Saturday game was rained out but uh, just a, a great atmosphere as he said um, I took my son Charlie so very kid friendly as well so um, yeah let's get behind the Giants because I think he said it was 43 years since tasted some sort of success yeah. so it'd be nice to uh, bring some silverware back to Adelaide. 20 minutes past 8 on SENSA good morning. Tyre Power best buys on big brand sale now on with 25% off on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills coming soon. Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. 25 minutes past eight on this Wednesday morning, going for a top of 22 degrees today. Uh, The rest of the week isn't that great if you like summer. 21 tomorrow, 19 Friday, 23 Saturday, and heating up a little bit, 26, 29. For the next couple of days, we are here thanks to Tire Power, the big holiday sale now on being a 
big show as well today, Gibbsy. Um, if you missed any of the chats that we had, we spoke to Matt Doldig, the Sandful GM of footy, um, and also Mitch Hinge from the Adelaide Crows. Um, those podcasts are live now, so you can go have a listen to them. Really good chats from both of them as well, um, leading into the AFL and Sandful seasons. Certainly is. Uh, so get on the podcast if you want to listen to that again. Um, and it's been another good show, Jared. Well, thank you. Um, I think we've done um, reasonably well. Uh, we appreciate everybody getting involved too. As we said, there's, there's a lot of new listeners coming in and, and experiencing SENSA for the first time. And there's so many ways you can get interactive. The, the best way we recommend you do it is get the app because then you can directly get in touch via text or the talkback line. But plenty of texts today on 0427-154-166. And we always put you in the running to win that uh, Signet Boost Power Bank. It's valued at $59.95. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep you phone tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. I needed that yesterday because I'm moving house. The amount of driving back and forth I'm doing and phone calls I'm making. Uh, have you moved house before? Obviously, you've moved states, but like locally, it's the most stressful and annoying thing ever. Too many times. Too the, many times. It's the And it's the one of the worst jobs ever. Changing your house, address. You get house. into the house, you're like, oh, I need a locksmith straight away to do everything. I mean, these are first world problems, but... I'm not looking forward to doing that today. What are you doing today? It's the 1st of Feb. Uh, it is the 1st of Feb. Uh, no, nah, just the, a normal day at the office for me down at uh, Pantherland uh, into training tonight. So just a stock standard Wednesday. And February is significant for you. And I wanted you to explain why, because it's oh, the first day. It is, certainly is. So, yeah, obviously after the Christmas break and catching up with people, a lot of festive uh, catch-ups and eating too much and drinking too much. Um, I'm getting involved in FebFast right. as of today. So FebFast, you, you give up a, a vice, something you want to give up for a month, uh, whether that's you know alcohol, whether that's sugar, um, whatever it may be, you can decide. So I'm, uh, I'm giving up the booze for a month mm -hmm. just to have a bit of a detox and we're doing it through the footy club. We're actually taking on Glenelg Footy Club uh, and we're trying to raise funds for the Sammy D Foundation. Awesome. So uh, raising money for underprivileged kids. Um, so if you're keen to to jump on board, sign up at uh, FebFast and you can actually join uh, one of the two teams, either the South Adelaide or Glenelg Footy Club as we try and get an, a little win over Glenelg early and try and uh, raise a, a few more dollars than them over the next couple of weeks. So every every player at the Panthers is part of the Sandful squad's doing it? Yeah. Is jump. that going to be a challenge for you? I'm not calling you an alcoholic, but I'm saying is that, a, is that going to be a challenge? Like for me, I like a glass of red wine on the weekend. Um, being, being over in Qatar recently, it was great not to drink because I don't need it. But what about for you? Yeah, it certainly is challenging. And for some guys this time of year, there's weddings and engagement parties and baby showers and it's it's all happening. So some guys are committed to to pushing through that and, and sticking to what, what they want to commit to. So, yeah, it's not only alcohol, but whatever it is, they're, uh, they're putting it aside for a month for... Uh, to raise some money for, for a great charity. Love that. We can chuck the links up on our socials as well. Big show tomorrow too. We're going to catch up with the Adelaide 36ers in the lead up to their last home game of the season against the Sydney Kings. Uh, and Ryan Harris, big rhino to talk about Australia's tour of India, which we have exclusively on SEN and Jay Rawlings from the Norwood Football Club, which will be a great day. So we'll catch you tomorrow, Gibbsy. See you later.